Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. War is hell, and it's also pretty dirty. Today on Parts Per Billion, we talk about cleaning up polluted military sites with the congressman who oversees the Pentagon's environmental remediation efforts. Hello, and welcome back once again to Parts Per Billion, the podcast from Bloomberg Environment. I'm your host, David Schultz. On today's episode, we'll be hearing from John Garamendi. He's been involved in politics for more than 40 years, starting out in the California legislature, then becoming the state's insurance commissioner, then serving in the Bill Clinton Interior Department until eventually being elected to Congress. Garamendi is a Democrat representing a district just outside of Sacramento. But more importantly, at least for our purposes, Garamendi is the chairman of a House Armed Services subcommittee that deals with environmental cleanup issues. I spoke with him at his office in Washington and asked him, Is the Pentagon's program to clean up its messes working? It is working. It is not working as well as it should, and it has not been working long enough. The long enough part is key, he says. This is not a problem that started overnight. For years, perhaps decades, maybe even a century or more, the military didn't pay much attention to toxics that they were using and uh, where they were disposing of them, or if they bothered to dispose of them, they just take them out back and dump them. Uh, So there is an enormous amount of... uh, contamination on military bases and near military bases. And the military has been working on that fast enough? No. Garamendi has firsthand experience with this. He says when he was at the Interior Department in the 90s, the Pentagon was giving his department a lot of its decommissioned properties. We go, wait a minute, what are you giving us? You're giving us a whole lot of contamination. And so uh, at that point, we became very, very aware of the problem and uh, undertook legislation to require that the military, when it disposes of property, that it be responsible for cleaning up their mess. And when Garamendi says mess, he really means it. The contamination uh, that resulted from the military operations uh, dating back all the way to the Civil War, uh, there's still unexploded ordnance from the Civil War somewhere in the fields in the Uh, the eastern part of the United States. Uh, You can go across almost every state in America and find uh, waste, uh, toxics, unexploded ordinances in many places. So you go through the encyclopedia of things that are harmful, and somewhere in America or somewhere around the world, the U.S. military has left that harmful thing behind. However, Garamendi also says that it's actually easier to deal with the military when it comes to environmental cleanup than a private company 
mainly because companies sometimes go out of business and disappear. Uh, the military, you can usually get your hands on the military. They're still around. They have yeah, we, we, know, we know where they operate out of. We know where to find them. The problem uh, with the military is it's the uh, choices that are made by Congress about how much money to provide the military and the directions to get the job done. And so there are many, many demands on the military. Uh, they have their own. Congress has its list of priorities. Uh, the cleanup then uh, has to contend with those other priorities. And one of the biggest priorities for both Congress and the Pentagon right now is PFAS. If you've listened to this podcast before, you know what I'm talking about. But if you haven't, PFAS are a type of chemical used in nonstick coatings and also in firefighting foam. It's actually an acronym for a very long chemical name that I won't attempt to say out loud into a microphone, but you can just use your imagination. The main problem with PFAS chemicals is that they don't break down in the environment. They just stick around and can seep into groundwater and into our bodies. These chemicals are ubiquitous. They are literally everywhere. Uh, and certainly the military has its share of the problem that it's been created. Uh, specifically the firefighting foams, which happen to be extremely good at fighting fires. Uh, and the military uses them. Obviously, uh, military fires, airplanes, ships, you name it. Um, very dangerous for the personnel. Uh, a lot of deaths occur as a result of it. And so the use of the most uh, effective firefighting was the order of the day. But now the Pentagon is coming to grips with the consequences of spraying all this PFAS-laden foam all over its bases. It's been testing groundwater and filtering the chemicals out in some places, but it's looking like Congress is wanting the Pentagon to move more quickly. A bill that came out of Garamendi's subcommittee and subsequently passed out of the full house would require the military to develop an alternative non-PFAS firefighting foam by no later than 2025. And they can do it. Uh, there's clear evidence that there are other kinds of um, uh, firefighting uh, foams, retardants that can be used uh, rather than this particular uh, PFAS chemical. We also said something that I think is equally important, and that is you're not going to practice with this stuff. Uh, go, get a, go get shaving cream. Uh, find some other thing that you can use to practice if, when, in your firefighting uh, training programs. The bill also addresses reports that some farmers, particularly dairy farmers, are finding that the water they give to their livestock is contaminated with PFAS. It would require the Pentagon to provide these farmers with uncontaminated water. The Trump administration is objecting to this provision, saying it singles out the military when PFAS contamination could actually be coming from a myriad of sources. But Garamendi sees this issue in black and white terms. In every case, if the military caused the problem, it's their responsibility to solve the problem. The Senate has also passed its own version of the military bill, and over the next few weeks, the two chambers are going to iron out their differences and then send something to the president's desk. Both the House bill and the Senate bill contain provisions forcing the Pentagon to act more quickly on PFAS, provisions that the White House has said it doesn't want. Garamendi said congressional negotiators are talking with the White House on this, but he's confident that most, if not all, of the PFAS language will stay in the final bill. I don't think the president wants this fight. I don't think he wants to uh, tell the constituents in middle America that he doesn't give a hoot about them, whether they are facing contaminated water. So I think this will not be the principal fight. There may be some issues around the edges. 
Uh, I understand that there may be some issues about how this chemical is classified, whether it's appropriate that it be classified uh, as an uh, exceedingly dangerous chemical in the defense authorization bill or some other piece of legislation. But uh, I don't see this being the major fight. And uh, uh, there will undoubtedly be some language changes along, but we're going to deal with this one. That's interesting, but it sounds like, just to sort of wrap up, you think most of the language that was in the House bill and the Senate bill will wind up in the, in the final version that goes to the president's desk. I'm very, very confident that uh, every member of Congress that has ever heard of this wants this issue solved, and they certainly don't want to be responsible for it not being solved. That was Congressman John Garamendi, a Democrat from California, speaking in his Washington office. You can find more of our reporting on cleanup issues and on PFAS specifically at our website, news.bloombergenvironment.com. And if you want to chat with us on social media, use the hashtag PartsPerB. That hashtag, once again, is PartsPerB. Today's episode of Parts Per Billion was produced by myself, along with Marissa Horn and Jessica Coombs. Nicholas Ancelotta is our audio engineer. The music for this episode is A Message by Jazar. It was used under a Creative Commons license. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Dory Goldstein. And I'm Meg McAvoy. We're both legal analysts at Bloomberg Law. It's our job to write, speak, and think about the future of law and the legal industry. It's a pretty fun job. (laughs) It is. But as co-hosts of Law X.0, we're going to talk about so much more. And we'll have some backup. I love you guys. We're fans. You're so fun. (laughs) So much backup. It's almost like we're on the uphill of a roller coaster. Law X.0 is about bringing you the next version of the legal industry. Yeah, Law X.0 is like 2.0, but X.0 because we don't exactly know what tomorrow will bring. But whatever it is, we'll make sure you're prepared. We'll be speaking to leading practitioners, former regulators, and lawyers on the front lines of legal change. It's within that next year that we first start to see the appearance of these clauses in M&A. We're all becoming (laughs) M&A experts right now. (laughs) (laughs) We'll feature actionable, data-driven analysis. Our analysis showed that these three factors correlated to Fifth Circuit judges reversing district court decisions. And we'll get at the insights behind the law. Why don't you look at CEO pay? We have found that to be the biggest risk factor. And uncover something new and unexpected. It's like a shell game. Accountability to everyone is accountability to nobody. Hear how the legal world is responding to the companies you're watching and the stories you're reading. We've seen that at Facebook in the in the poor response they've had to the number of cases against them. Law and the legal industry are changing fast. We are dedicated to seeing around corners and getting you ready for the next version of the legal industry. Download Law X.0 from Bloomberg Law wherever you get your podcasts. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. 
title sponsor, Amazon, official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.